Welcome to Find Your Light, the podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nikita. We created this podcast to shed light, love, and healing along our individual and shared journey. Welcome to episode on Find Your Truth. Find Your Truth. And so, how this episode really came about is I was just kind of talking to uh, Nikita not in regards to the, well, kind of in regards to the podcast, but just about where I'm at in my season right now. Yeah. Um, and I've had a couple different incidents that have came along, whether it be um, conversations with family members, uh, both good and bad, kind of challenging um, times. And just, I really found that this is the season for me to really start to live in my truth and realize my truth, the good, the bad, the ugly um, truths. And so... I thought it would be awesome for us to kind of just talk about that and share that with one another um, and see how that goes. I'm excited for this. (laughs) Um, So, as always, um, setting an intention for the beginning of our conversation. Um, The intention today is to walk in truth and to talk in truth. Yes. Um, So, I I think of I think there are so many things that that we could discuss when it when it comes to truth, Um, but I really see this this. Like, what are truths? And I see this as two different kinds. And so mm-hmm. there are ugly truths and there are freeing truths. Yeah. And um, the ugly truths are things that, like, you don't want to face or, or something you don't want to admit or, or something that you don't want other people to find out about. Um, those things that really kind of keep you keep you up at night or keep you, like, that, those are things you don't want to get out. But, but again, you know, we say the truth will set you free. And so those... Those ugly truths are the things that you really need to examine and think about. And I think back, I think back to one point in my life where um, kind of an ugly truth for me was sometimes you're the common denominator. Mm. And like, and I think about it, and, and I've always prided myself, um, you know, on being someone who was always there for other people, and um, even to the point so much where it's like. I had so I had I had a best friend, um, and we were we would talk every day. Like she was like I was her pseudo man. Like if you looking back, like she called me when she woke up. We would talk on the way to work. She called me on a lunch break. She called me on the way home from work. We would yeah. text all day. Like I'd come into town. We do all of these things together, and that was just our normal thing. Like we spent so much time together. We had amazing you know amazing times together, and then. When she got a man, like our clearly our relationship like changed, but so our relationship changed. And then I thought about kind of like I've had lots of other experiences yeah. similarly, like my sisters, I'm the ones always there for them. I'm the one when yeah. you need this, or I'm with you need this. And then when you get a boyfriend, then I'm I'm, you know, kinda of tossed to the curb. And and it wasn't that I needed to be there or whatever, but it was like because our relationships were taking new meaning, we never sat down to define it. We never sat down to to realize or think about what that was. And I remember I kind of walked away from those experiences and understand, oh, like, they got a man now. Like, I understand, you know, I I, like in my relationships, like, you know, this is a season to put more time into those spaces. But I remember thinking and, and feeling that, Oh well, everybody just discards me when they when they done with me, or they they use me up, or they they have me do all this and whatever. And then when they find somebody else to do it, they don't need me, and and it and it was hurtful to not be included in their lives in that way anymore. 
Um, but the ugly truth for me is like, no, Nikita, like you were the common denominator. Like if you if if several people are having this, if you're having the same experience with several people, there's something that you're doing. And it wasn't necessarily in the moment, like it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It wasn't, you know, I didn't see it as toxic. I didn't see it as any of those things. I'm being there for the people that I love. Um, but I was there in a way that caused detriment to me. Mm. And the ugly truth was, like, Nikita, you need to set up some boundaries on on how you show up for other people and what that looks like for you because that should not be how the relationship is defined or even how you define your self-worth. Mm. Because as seasons, and we know all relationships go through seasons, when that's the season y'all not on no more, now you're internalizing all of that. And that, it just wasn't good for me in that time. And so that was, like, much younger um, Nikita, but I really had to think about and sit with like that I had created environments where this could happen. Mm. That's awesome. I think what that makes me think about is like almost that we don't want to grow because that's essentially mm-hmm. what it's doing. Like it has levels to it, right? And so our relationships are going to evolve and grow um, mm-hmm. because I, you know I have a lot of friendships such as that that they have changed over time, but. When you get with that person or when you're there for that person, they're there for you or whatever. The mm-hmm. love is not lost. There's, no, not there's You haven't missed a beat. And we just were so used to what we had that something different was uncomfortable and unfamiliar. And mm-hmm. then we kind of, yeah, so. Yeah, I totally yeah. understand. It was like that need to, you don't want things to change. But now, as life has shown shown me over and over again, like, things do change. Like, mm. you know, these were friends I had in undergrad and now we've all moved away so our relationships naturally change or now, you know, people are married and they have kids and they have all of these other things but but how do you grow with the relationship? And mm. so I, I I totally see and understand now that that everybody has a season and there mm. are things like, you know, I think we've talked before like outgrowing people or, or, or you know, growing at different speeds or and, and I don't take any of that personally now. I just realize, oh, this may not be a season that, that we can be in communication as in our community in the ways we were. Yeah. No love lost. I'll be here, but I know you're doing your thing and I'm gonna be doing mine. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think I definitely can feel that same thing. For me the one thing that comes up or the one thing that kinda of sticks out is um, having control issues. Mm. I never realized I had control issues <laughs> until I started to realize like there was other things mixed up in it. And so I will say whether it be friendships, we're speaking about friendships. I re- I had to realize something. I'm a connector mm-hmm. of people, and I will connect people, and they will become friends. And it's like. And I had to learn, like, well, you love this dope person, and they're so dope. Why can't you share that person? Right. Right? <laughs> but And I don't have a problem in a sense, but when it gets to a certain point, I want to control that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's because I tiptoe around not, like, being loyal and not doing things because I think I just had the, all these kind of, like, weird rules and stuff to go with friendships and yeah. relationships. Yeah. Um, I say all that to say that, but it shows up in a lot of things. It shows up in my relationship in the regard that, like, you have someone there that wants to do things and help you and you're not used to that and you're so used to doing things on your own that you like you want to hold the reins and it's like pass hand them over right share this load <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're like and it was hard for me and i'm not saying like i'm there yet but it that's one of the places it really showed up for me like i i was really controlling over it kind of a lot of things in my life uh, whether it be 
you know, once things were kind of in my, if they kind of ran the way that I seen them yeah. run, and that's obviously not fair. So that's something that's that I have to really, really work on and really come to to the realization. With. And it's and it bleeds into those relationships. I was listening to um, Melissa Ford speak uh-huh. uh, about losing her mom, and one mm. of the things that she realized, and she was like, because she started living life a certain way, that she when she went to ask her mom if there's one more thing that she wanted her that she wanted her to do and she was like nothing she's like i lived a fulfilled life but to melissa because she was jet setting and stuff like that that was a fulfilled life or a version and she was feeling her mom had never had that Mm. and so and so she wanted to and i think about how i deal with my mom sometimes and how like i'm like oh i want to take my mom out the country with me i want my mom to go here (laughs) with me because to me that's living this life Mm -hmm. like and i want to control someone else's narrative of what life is supposed to be like for them, and because just because I've that's done the these things, but those are things mind. for me that yeah. I want, and I can't do that. Like the and it's like we're it's it's like taking on a burden that's unnecessary. Really, it, it goes to the caretaking and some of those relationships that yeah. were early on. But it's like, you know, you don't have to take the responsibility to tell them how to live their <laughs> life, right? <laughs> like that's just yeah. yeah. So I, I I totally agree with that, especially the, like the mom thing. Um, and just in general, like you see things and you want so much for the other people, mm-hmm. but that's the vision that you have. Yeah. And and that's not necessarily the vision that they have, but also I see like similarly control coming in is I have a vision of how I want this to be done. Or I have a vision of how this is supposed to be. And I'd rather just do it myself. And so if that's, if that looks controlling, then, then maybe that's what it is because in my mind, this is the only way that it can happen. And mm-hmm. I think similarly, even like with our parents or even like Melissa Ford, I remember reading about that. Um, you have this vision of how things are supposed to be yeah. and you think that only you can do it or that your vision is the right way or the only way. Another thing is that the control in certain situations doesn't have to be bad. Mm-hmm. I think we view it as bad and that's why I don't want to admit it or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I think about a situation where decorating a house <laughs> and your partner is like, I trust you. Go ahead and do it. But that's you the kind to, of control I want. But you want to but you want to be inclusive because you want to be a partner and you want to do this. And then, then when it doesn't go the same way, you like, well, you should have just went with what you were supposed to go with because I told you that I trusted you mm-hmm. in that. So live in your truth and say that you already got this, you have this idea, yeah. and this is what you want to do. And st- instead of instead of appeasing someone or doing something, yeah. yeah so okay, Whew. that could be freeing. <laughs> that could be an ugly truth, but I can see it. I can see it as freeing as well. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, in regards to truths, I think. Uh, you know, the on the opposite of not maybe not the opposite, but on some spectrum, um, there's the freeing truths, and with those freeing truths, those are things that like, you know, release us basically, mm-hmm. um, allow us to to be who we fully are um, when we start to own them, right? Things yeah. of that nature, um, and just let us be, um, be kind of more aligned with our purpose and, and yeah. everything that's supposed to be at that time mm-hmm. um, instead of fighting against stuff. Um, I think for me, one of the most freeing truths I've been starting to realize is that I am a good person. Mm. And as, as ridiculous as it might sound, it's like I am a good person irregardless of 
sometimes what society or people have said, I realized like I'm really a good person at the core. Yeah. And I was fighting to be considered a good person always, but I was already that was who I was. I just was fighting to be seen that way, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so I would see, and the crazy part is the majority of the people who know me and actually interact with me would see me as a good person. Yeah. I was thinking that a good person couldn't exist with the other parts of me. Wow. But they can. It can, right? And so, yes, I can be evil, right? <laughs> yes, I could be manipulative. Like, but at my best, at once again, best, once again, <laughs> tribute to Aaliyah, but at my best... And at where I am most of the time, I am good. I am good. Yeah. I'm a good person. Um, not that I've never did anything out of spite or hurt or revenge, but I have grown past a lot of that. And a lot of times, like, I learned a long time ago, like, karma, let karma be karma. Right. right. Because otherwise, you when you try to take, when you try to replace karma, karma comes back and kick you in the ass. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so, it. I had to, so it's like a, it's a freeing truth that, just be okay with being a good person. If someone doesn't see that of you out of you or whatever, that's not as a lot of times it's not you. Right. You know, especially when you know you've shown up. Just trust yourself. Trust yourself that you've shown up as a good person or in in that situation. And also be honest with yourself when you haven't. Mhm. Because don't try to, you know, cuz as a good person, you can say, "Well, I was doing this and I'm guilty of that." Yeah. Right? I'm guilty of like knowing that I was acting from a place that wasn't as maybe loving or something, and then c- covering up as if I was coming from a, almost an innocent place or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so, and that's not good. Yourself. Yeah, and that's not good. I think there's a way, like, you know, I, there was this conversation recently around, like, um, being a villain in someone's story. Mm-hmm. And, and so many times, like, we want to stay away from or shy away from like the word controlling or the word this or like our you know you never want to be painted in 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 the light of being a villain the way that anybody tells a story i think that for me i've learned and accepted that one we're all going to be villains depending on who's telling the story and when you start the story or when you stop the story Mm -hmm. um and two i think that there are I really liked it. Like, yes, you can be a good person and you can still have those moments of spite. You can still have those moments of revenge. You can still have those things because that is what makes us human. Mm-hmm. I think that we, we we keep having all these conversations and the central the central theme and, and underlying notes are like like humanity yeah. and, and that we um, sometimes do make missteps and we sometimes may say things and we can act in certain ways that that may not be at the core or be a reflection of who we are at the core um, or it may land a lot differently than what we expect it to and so I think that goes into like that intention versus impact and mm-hmm. so like like you can say something or you can do something to me and I say like, like yo Aaron that really really hurt me you're like oh my gosh that wasn't my intention and you yeah. and we get stuck on the intention like no but I didn't mean it that way I'm a yeah. good person I'm a good person and yes you can be a good person you can have great intentions but the impact could still negatively affect yeah. you and I think a lot of times we tend to wrap ourselves up in in the impact and we connect that to who we are when I think we do our, we do ourselves a disservice when we tend to dwell on the need to defend ourselves because that wasn't our intention, yeah. but having to own um, what, what the impact is. That is me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and that's something like I, I had I had to learn. I had to learn. I had I had this whole experience uh, professionally that caught like had me reflecting on intention versus impact 
but we can get into that at another time. <laughs> um, I'll say freeing truths for me. Um, one of them has been that I don't need anybody but Nikita mm. in a way that I have, um, you know, in the previous episode talked about being a caretaker and that I am at my best when I am loving other people. And, mm, and, and that's true. Like and that history has shown that I am at my best. I, I, I put my best foot forward when I am loving and caring for other people, whether that be my family members or my loved ones or, you know, whomever it may be. And I often, but I realized that that became a crutch for me and mm. that, oh, well, like I'm at my best when I'm loving other people. And when I'm, when I'm not loving other people, or when I don't have my godson for the weekend, or I don't have this, then that's an excuse to not be at my best. Mm. And that's not the case. Like, I don't need anyone else to for me to be great but me. Like mm. I should want to be great. I should want to meal prep. I should want to get up early. I should want to meditate. I should want to whatever that looks like, whatever greatness looks like in that day for me. Mm-hmm. And and that was a truth that like I needed. Like I'm I'm super accountable if, if I'm working out with someone else. Mm. Like, oh, like I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna go to the gym at five thirty in the morning because I know I got somebody there waiting for me. But if I if I'm leaving it to myself, I'm left Ooh. to my own devices. Then I can't get up and go to the gym. Ooh, you ain't even and accountable like, to yourself. Like, and so again, like I don't like that yeah. is a freeing truth. Like I don't need anybody but me to be great. Yeah. And once I can start being accountable to myself for my dreams, my goals, and my aspirations, that is what caused me. That is that is what released me. Mm. Because then I didn't. My greatness wasn't dependent on anybody but me. Mm. So if I decide to hit snooze and roll over um, and, and and wake up at 6.45 when I know I need to leave the house at 7, then that's me standing in the way of my, of my own greatness. That's not a, well, I don't have anybody to be accountable to. I can't, you know, like, so that is, that's that was a huge, like, light bulb moment for me in that, that I can be great for myself. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, yeah, it goes back to what we said. Like, we will give grace and Mm-hmm. excuses and stuff for other people all the time and go out of way for other people and something that you know and show up for other people when we don't when we don't even have the energy right and it's hard for us to show up for ourselves or do for ourselves mm-hmm. when we are in that same place wow yeah. i want to be the common denominator of my own success yes <laughs> that's some real shit like yeah. it's real i think i i can echo those same sentiments i think i mean even obviously in the field that we work in and how yeah. we serve and in everything we do, we're always serving. And not that I don't think I'm called here to do so, but I think there's there's a balance of basically like selflessness and selfishness. And I think you there has to be um, a great kind of flow of that because at times you need you need every every little ounce of hope, energy, kind of peace that you can muster up right. for yourself. Right. And in those times, you have to be selfish. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so I I think in thinking about truths, um, obviously, like how I found these truths out have been through like either habits or things that were reoccurring. Likewise, yeah. you said like common denominator, things of that nature. And so I think there are three ways that I I kind of they're kind of general, but you can you can apply them to yourself in mm-hmm. which. Um, to kind of like find your truth, right? Three ways to find your truth. <laughs> so I would say, I would start with like, listen to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that gut instinct, that yeah. first voice that you hear. Mm. I, I'll think, i think about this. I'll use a perfect example. I was 
I'm decorating my apartment, right? I knew I wanted gray frames. I knew I wanted these, like, a rustic gray wooden looking frame. But when I got there, oh, they had these white frames. Oh, those white <laughs> frames might look nice. I got those white frames, brought them home, and I was like, I don't want this shit in my house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and so then I had to go back and exchange it for the gray. Just listen to your first voice. Listen to yourself. It's like, really listen to yourself. Take time. Take time to listen to yourself. Those things, those reoccurring things, whether it's in dreams, whether it's in thoughts, whether it's in something you're writing, whether it's the, uh, something you're praying for, yeah. whatever that's that's reoccurring, that's coming straight from you, that's not that's not something that I don't mean after you've seen an Instagram commercial or five yeah, pages yeah. you feel like are you, you think of something and you yeah, see an ad <laughs> yeah I don't mean I just mean that kind of your natural reaction like yeah just just really listen to yourself yeah I'd say like that. And listening to yourself is so crucial because I always find myself going back to whatever that first, whatever my, my go, you know, go with your first mind, whatever that first thought was. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can say, ooh, I want Mediterranean food for lunch. And then I'm like, oh, no, I think I want Chipotle. Oh, no, maybe I want this. Yeah. And then I go through all of these things just to arrive back to getting Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And it and it happens in so many other places in my life, like professionally we'll throw out an idea we'll brainstorm and all these other ideas and then we'll end up settling on the initial idea mm-hmm. anyway and so like listening to yourself is so crucial in like your truth because like i've had I'm, i've had situations i've had people ask me questions um and to make life-changing decisions and i had this initial thought and then i've either talked myself out of it mm. or i've had to talk myself into something else mm. and i always regretted mm-hmm. whatever that was if I uh, did not go with my initial thought. If yeah. I did not go with, like, you know, I'm sitting here months <laughs> later like, damn it, I should have said this when I thought it. Yeah. I should have acted on this then instead of going in the complete opposite direction that I knew was not authentic to who I wanted to be. Because we don't trust ourselves enough. Mm. That's that's That should be no Listen to yourself slash trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Because that's what it is. It's like we don't trust ourselves. I think we were talking at one point about supervising people and mm-hmm. stuff. And when you become a micro, when you're like a micromanager, that means, especially if you had anything, for me, if I have anything to do with hiring yeah. someone and I don't trust them to do a job, that means I didn't trust my hiring of mm-hmm. them. You know, I think when we think of hiring, that could be related to anything. Yeah. When you hire somebody in your life to be the love of your life. Yeah. Like, if you don't trust them, did you trust yourself in making that decision? Mm. Mm. That's a whole nother podcast. Ooh. ooh, Okay. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) But I think, so in listening to yourself, like, you also kind of have to listen to others. I, Mm. I touched on it a little bit earlier. Like, like. When I became the common denominator in this recurring situation that was happening, mm-hmm. you know, it was the same situation but with different different p- players and but virtually the same outcome. Like I was having the same challenge, mm. the same concern, like, and I really needed to listen and pay attention to what was happening and transpiring around me. Mm. And so, in a lot of ways, listening to others is not only like listening to the things that are being said, but also listening to things that are unsaid. Mm-hmm. Because how are we showing up in spaces? Um, and, and and when we think back and we take a step back and we start to do that reflection, like that is, I think that's a, a crucial way in, in finding our truth. Yeah. I think for me, um, listening to others is, is sometimes loud and clear. Like mm-hmm. you say, it's vocal. Um, I can think about, 
and sometimes it's a truth. It actually speaks to one of my uh, one of my freeing truths that I realized. I w- I kept hearing that I was like emotional or like mm-hmm. I was sensitive in certain spaces, mostly with people who were pretty close to me. Yeah. I kept taking it as a bad thing, right? It was because I would be vulnerable or share myself, or if there were um, if there was a conflict, I would want to talk about it. Yeah. And I realized that even even that, like that's just who I am and, and owning who I am. But however, there's a, a, a way to do it, like with emotional maturity and not reacting emotionally and not being defensive automatically. But if somebody, if I cry or if you yell, that's still a result of an emotion. Yeah. So it, it doesn't it doesn't make it a bad thing. And so I think listening to people and realizing like, or hearing, I've been hearing lately, this is just my truth, that like I could be an asshole. And I know that, but... <laughs> But I was so used to being able to be an asshole and stay at home by myself and not have to, like, you know, like, tend to nobody regularly. That uh-huh. So when I was in that space, mm-hmm. I, no one had to really get it. Yeah. And I could go out and present my best self. But now that I'm in a relationship and now that my mom's close and I'm, I'm, I'm of service to these people and they are to, of me and we're flowing together, they, they have they've been seeing that side of me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my truth. Right. And I need yeah. to work on that. Yeah, that is a truth. <laughs> I say I think when we when we're listening to others, um, really for both listening to yourself, but listening to others, um, when we're able to like own those truths mm. and like walk and live and be in those truths, like that walking in truth, that talking in truth, yeah. going back to those intentions, I think like that is where our superpowers lie. Mm. Because when we listen to others, when we take take account of what they're saying, take inventory make whatever necessary changes or tweaks or understand like our impact i think then we're able to leverage our strengths in ways that that build bridges and and build bridges to relationships or build bridges to where we want to go and and i i think that that those two are crucial i think that and i think for that i think there's there's levels and 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 to that i think just the awareness itself helps to start then to change it because some mm-hmm. people sometimes we get stuck on wanting to be want it to be changed immediately or so quickly or easily and it's not it's something that we got to get out of and I think of that and I think of how I can know that I'm not in a good mood and I'm and my mom said something to me maybe a couple of days ago and once again when we talk about carrying like a guilt or something around you or mm-hmm. feeling bad I kind of fix myself in the car. I might breathe. I might listen to a song or whatever so that I present myself in a better space. So I don't go to that space that I know I can go to in her presence because I'm already worn out from the day or whatever have you. That's, that's listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. Listen to yourself. Um, assess your relationships. Okay. Uh, with yourself. How do you talk to yourself? And we spoke to this before. How do you talk to yourself? How do you treat yourself? Um, when and where do you spend your time? Um, where you, where's your energy going? Right. Like how, how is that going? And, and then also the relationships that you are steady making, mm-hmm. whether it's, I keep getting in a relationship with somebody who is a manipulator or I keep getting in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to, um, who doesn't want to contribute to the relationship the same way or whatever have you you have to be honest with yourself about that you got to find yeah find your truth in that and and really in in similar ways 
Like what what relationships are making deposits and what relationships are making withdrawals of mm. your energy? Are you an asset or a liability? Okay. Because it's, it's a whole lot of liabilities <laughs> yeah. masking themselves of as, as assets. assets. Yeah. Um, but I, I really think like, like, and no, that's in anything. Like how are we like spending our time like in, what's our relationship like with food? Mm-hmm. Like what's it like I have been, Ooh. I've been an emotional eater at times. I've been a bored eater. I have been like, I've been all of these things. Um, you know, probably to the point of excess in ways like I are just needing comfort food or whatever that is. And so, um, our alcohol, you know, it was quarantine and then everybody's doing virtual happy hours and this Mm. and that or whatever, like our social media. And I know like you, you mentioned and highlighted that in, in lots of ways. Um, but just like living in your truth, ways to find your truth, like being able to listen to yourself, paying attention to those signs, um, going with your first mind and that gut reaction, being able to listen to others. Like, what are what are things that are being said? What are things that aren't being said? Um, are you having the same experience with mm-hmm. all, multiple people? And then being able to assess those relationships. Mm-hmm. That's, I think it's like a three-tiered approach. Yeah. And you could be at one point with one person and another way. Like, you can be, these can happen at the same time, kind of simultaneously or... Um, yeah, or they could be just steps in one in in one truth that you're dealing with, honestly. Yeah, and see I like that because like you need to be listening to yourself to make sure it's not impacting your relationships or how mm-hmm. it shows up. Yeah, so yeah, I like that. Um, so this is um, find your truth. As always, we are going to close out with an affirmation. Um, stay connected with us on social media. We'll have lots of little worksheets and and affirmations. Um, but the affirmation for today is to live in truth. I take inventory of the things I need to release. To live in truth, I take inventory of the things I need to release. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Find Your Light, the podcast. Our podcast is available everywhere, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss another episode. And connect with us on social media. Like us on Facebook, tweet with us on Twitter, And follow Instagram for affirmations. Always remember, find your light, be a light, and shine your light. Until next time.